0: That's uh, try to help my sign.
1: name is Henry. I'm still getting levels over here. Don't mind me just <laughs> talking into a microphone to make sure it's not. Let's do a podcast. What do you guys think? Let's do it. it. Oh, wow. Let's oh, go. It's recording. I think this is the first time coming to you from GearBuds headquarters. Yeah. That isn't my living room. Wow. Weird. Hi, Dave. Hi. What number episode is this? 111. 111. Isn't it? Yeah. I have 110 written down. I forgot to update it. It is 111. This is episode 111. My microphone starts to sag because we're, you know, there's going to be some growing pains here and we have a guest. We have a guest willing to go through these growing pains with us. Miss Ruby Rose Fox. Hi. 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 Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited I'm to I'm sorry. So so I'm really sorry about all of all of this. It, the newness uh, of it the all. New, the newness and the and the figuring things outedness of it. But you get to sit on the couch. You're the first on the guest couch. First in person guest
0: in a really really long time,
1: too. Yeah. Pre-pandos.
2: Well, I'm excited. It feels good to do
0: something normal.
1: As normal as getting in our weird studio and making a podcast can be. Thank you for being here with us. I was thinking
0: like when I met you today, I was like, I haven't met somebody in a really long time.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
0: Shake someone's hand. Like, wow. Hello.
1: Hi. So You're a human that I haven't interacted with. <laughs> I feel
2: flooded with dopamine, so I'm feeling good about this it. Is go- this
1: is going to be an excellent episode. Okay. Episode 111, Gearbuds Podcast. I think we re- we already mentioned that. I'm Henry. Dave's a co-host. Ruby's a hey. guest this week. We- you know, this we always we have some segments that we like to do. So we're going to talk all sorts of stuff about you and with you and you know, make you real uncomfortable as, as podcast get hosts do to their guests, but hopefully it's not too bad. We're going to do some other stuff first. So let's get into it. Symphony of corrections. Here it is. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Here's my daily reminder that my voice sounds so much different in here. I can't get over it. I'm I'm just going to keep freaking out about it. It sounds good. It sounds actually better. I'm, I'm really feeling it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this and this like way different sounding episode here. Uh, because it's what it's going to sound like forever. (laughs) Uh, I guess at this point, uh, so many people have been reaching out to us lately. Thank you so much for listening and being our friends and fans and stuff. It's awesome. If you haven't already follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Gearbuds Podcast while I make noise, uh, subscribe Spotify, Apple, etc. Let's get into touch and tips. Friends of the show here, uh, we've got some. We've got I don't know. There's just like some random shit to mention. Let's see. What do I got? What do I got? Oh, Ableton Loop Create the big annual event is virtual this year and it is coming up June 26th and 27th. I've registered already. I recommend <laughs> if you're an Ableton user and interested in such things, you should do that. Dave, we talked about it last week maybe the gibson garage oh, yeah that is it opens open? up no i think it's next week maybe okay. what's i don't know the today today's june 4th maybe that's june 9th it opens okay. so if you're interested in visiting what i've dubbed hisnyland uh, because of <laughs> gibson's apparent lack of effort to have anybody that isn't somebody that looks like me play their guitars if you want to go visit in nashville uh go check it out because <laughs> it's it's got all the guitars and all the stuff for those who can't see our guest just smacked herself in the head <laughs> I, I Gibson sponsor Ruby Rose Fox is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. I would look they cute with it. a Gibson. You either. would
1: shred an SG. I could see with like a howl body maybe. Yeah. Uh, there's, you have many options. Uh, try that
3: 335.
2: Yeah. And see
1: how, see right how it there. treats you. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Oh, Strymon announced this is interesting to guitar pedal folks. Uh, a new g- piece of gear called the conduit. And I'm just like slowly sinking down with my microphone this whole time. Is it, it moving? It's moving on me. <laughs> uh, and it's a midi it's a midi interface for your pedal board so like all these new pedals have midi and shit and it's like how do you how do you make them all talk to each other strymon has a new thing that's like 150 bucks you throw it on there it has i took some notes it has let's see uh, four outputs which is nice for your board. It can You can link them up with other ones uh, if you need to expand. They're $149 if you want some MIDI on your pedal board. You, but the, the thing that's exciting to me about it is it's a really easy way if you're like an Ableton user, for instance, who I just mentioned, or a Logic user, or somebody who does a lot of stuff in the DAW, you can then bring, just run a USB cable to this thing from your computer, and then you bring your pe- basically bring your pedal board into your DAW. So like if it's a Strymon pedal that has MIDI built in already, you can like, have it connected to this thing, and then do knob twists on the pedal, and it'll write that into your DAW, or vice versa. You can have automation written in your DAW and send that to your pedals. It's it, that's if you already have a MIDI interface, you can do that. But if not, you can get this thing for 149. That's super bucks. super cool, and, uh, and of course you have to have pedals that support MIDI. But uh, super cool, 149 bucks. Check it out. Uh, that's that BFI GFI Dave. I've got a couple things this week. Yeah,
0: make. BFI or a GFI. Mm, I
1: don't. Remember I shared you. I shared with you a video. We didn't get to it last week, and I really want to talk about mm-hmm. it, of this band, Skella Summit, who they're a big band. They're awesome. They're good and stuff. But this guy got a custom guitar made with 168 LED lights built into the fretboard. Oh, do you remember this video? Yes, Dave? I
0: do. Um, I thought it was After Effects. Like, I thought it was... Right. Like
1: a- you know, a post thing, but you said that's, it's real. real So the guy had, I can't remember who makes his guitars originally. It's some, you know, one of those sort of like fancy headless looking guitar, metal guitars, but he had somebody inlay all these LEDs and then it's programmed to like play along. It does. It's not responsive. It doesn't like listen to what he's doing, but he wrote all the light changes. So like, for his song, when he gets to the seventh fret, like the light was going up to the seventh fret. Yeah. And it was kind of like, and then like skill is something of course he was across doing the like, fretboard and like stuff. Like the shredder metal style. Of like course. And so, like, my instinct at first is I'm above everything. But then I was like, that's actually super sweet the more that I think about it. Yep. The reason I actually wanted to bring it up this week is because via conversation, I believe it might have been the thread with you and Stingray mm-hmm. and then Stingray, Dave, Stingray and myself, and then I took it off with him. My, I've got a new idea. And I want to take it even further. I I don't want just LED lights. I want to I want to make a neck. So just get a real th- long thin LED panel, okay. the size of a fretboard, and then inlay that in some acrylic, and then and then put frets in the acrylic over the top. So then you could just have a full screen down your f- your full neck. And I mean, why stop there? Yeah. You can put it up at the headstock too. Then you have like another another screen up there. And the body. Uh, and then the body. And then if you've got a big body guitar, why not? Full screen, full screen guitar. Guitar is what is what I'm it getting at here. There will be no, amazing. there will be no problems with tone. No. there will be no problems with electrical interference. It'll look incredible. It'll be stage. real light. It's not. There's no chance it'll be heavy with all that <laughs> with all that glass shit going on. Uh, but I, I think I want to make this happen, folks.
2: If you had synesthesia, you could program what colors you
1: see. That's right. Oh wow. Yeah. My that's other. Well, what, what I really want to yeah, do is mount because I have I already have a headstock mounted. Go, GoPro, I want to put the GoPro on there and then live feed the Ding Dong audience looking at me playing my Ding Dong guitar back, back at, at them, them on the screen That's so on memorable. the guitar. Wow, like I'm shredding your face. So Stingray, I, I, you know, I don't know if he's actually going to get around to it. He's trying to buy a firehouse right now. It's a long story. Uh, if anybody else listening wants to help me make this TV guitar while the hammering away happens next door, and I really hope it makes it into our microphones, as my mic stand keeps as we're dro- as we're as, dro- as Dave's dro- drooping right here. Uh, so, yeah. someone help me out. Hit us up. We want to make this yeah this thing happen. Yeah. We'll pay any price. <laughs> no price is too low.
2: <laughs> I actually think I know someone who could help you in that. Make a screen. Let's do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, sweet. Love it. We'll follow. It. We'll throw it in the symphony corrections in a future episode. You know, folks. I had a couple other things in here, but I just see I see Dave sitting over here, and that reminds me of something that I I just like just I get to it. say a couple words. This I've already resorted to holding it as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say a couple words that I get to say every week, and they're my two favorite words, Dave. Do you know what those words are? Dave's Docs! Man, we. I got really excited for Dave's docs. Oh, this we week. didn't bring a tambourine. There's. I don't. Do you got have a, tam- a tambourine
0: here? Oh, there it is. Yay! There it is. That was kind of my my new thing. I would hit this tambourine before Dave's but Docs. We're, um, we're, 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 you're away from your home. Yeah, playground. I'm holding the mic stand with one hand. Um, just yeah, dude. Just rip it. It's Rip early. it and rip it. No. I got really excited because. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if you when you when the month changes to the next month, mm. Amazon uploads like a shitload of new content. Oh,
1: OK, sure.
0: I think that happens every month or every couple months, whatever. So June rolls around and I'm like, what do we got? What? We got All what's for these movies. And I got really, really, really excited because they have a movie called The Story of Rod Stewart. Let's and see. I was like, I love Rod Stewart. I think he has incredible songs, incredible dance moves. The documentary was not the story of Rod Stewart. What was it? It was just like a collection of his songs, and like he kind of talked about himself through the whole thing.
1: It was thing. like a VH1 Storytellers it, episode. But like
0: not, yeah, no. It was like um all these different like performances kind of just stapled together in a movie.
1: Oh, and wow. so at the beginning, so it was a, a, well, it, like a, a, a greatest hit. Well, you know,
0: I think a good documentary, you have to go back in time. I want to hear how did this person? You know, it's like a superhero thing. Like how did this person become?
1: It's like a superhero thing. What's the origin story? The of origin Rod story of Banks? Rod
0: Stewart. He literally goes like, I grew up pole. And then it just, and then that was it. And then he just.
1: And then he's in the faces.
0: Yeah. And then he was in the face. It was like immediately he just went on to form. um, Actually, I did not know this. He played in a band with Jeff Beck. Oh, yeah. The faces. Well, no, he quit. Jeff Beck fired Ronnie Wood from their existing band. And they started the faces from that band. So that was kind of cool. I didn't know that. Um, all those,
1: all those blokes. All those That's hits. How you, how you say it?
0: But yeah, the guy's a gem. But I just want to throw this out. He's there, a gem. The world. He's okay, but
1: well, it's it's the story. But it's not. It's you're not, not a
0: story. It's not a story. It's just like a collection of his songs. And mm. it was just kind of like, all right, um, they were you know in uh, chronological order. I would say. Is this a new documentary? Was this? It n- it's like 2011. Up-
3: oh. Okay. But I just
0: got really excited because I, I want to watch a real movie about Rod Stewart. So if anyone has like a good Rod mm. Stewart documentary out there, shout us out. Let us know.
1: I can't think of one.
0: I can't think of one. No. So, I was a little disappointed, man. I got to be honest. All right. But well, uh, how
1: many sweet haircuts? Uh, what's your totally it's literally like rating?
0: My literal arbitrary rating is seven out of 10
1: sweet haircuts. Seven's high. I thought you were going to go lower. No, because sure. it was
0: still interesting. And like I could definitely watch mm. it. And it has staying power. Like I could probably watch How's it. How's the audio
1: quality? Sound Pretty nice. bad. Oh, yeah. bad. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. mm. yeah. it's 2011. They just Pass. didn't have their HD shit together yet. But, uh, mm. but yeah, that. so that the story of Rod Stewart's my Dave's doc this week. And uh, it wasn't. What's story. your favorite Rod Stewart song? Oh, man. Maggie probably. Oh, yeah. That's a jam, dude.
3: That's a good. Song. <laughs> Wake up Maggie.
1: Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So, okay. you got one?
0: Anymore.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have a, do you, what's your favorite Rod Stewart song off the top of your head? I don't. I, know. I think I can think of mine. Do you think I, I'm what's sexy? the
2: uh Maggie's probably the one. What's the I know.
1: song with the fa- ooh la la with the faces? Oh yeah. That's oh, I no, would have to no. go with that. the the
3: Old granddad. Yeah,
1: whatever yeah. That song. I, it's the end of Rushmore, like the closing scene of Rushmore with that song. Yeah. I will say this about Rod Stewart, man.
0: I think his voice is fucking incredible. Yeah, and I think course. the
1: raspiness of it is just what makes it so badass. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, it's not, you know, what you'd call, like. You wouldn't train someone to sing like that. No, but exactly. No one it's else just from years could, of yeah. drinking
0: and smoking cigarettes, I would assume. Ripping heaters, burning, burning down uh, cowboy killers. Burning but yeah, um I like I think if I could have like any voice in the world,
1: he would be up there. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, wow. that's a bold statement I right know. there. I, and a deep wow. question that I'm we got to we got to pass it around. All right. You're going with Rod Stewart. I mean, I'm not going to say it's number 1, but it would be up there for sure. Wow. I'm going to say I I've always I've always wanted to be able to scream really well. And there are a couple of incredible screamers Scott, I mean, he's been on the show, but Scott Lucas's scream is oh, one of my dude. favorites of all time. Legendary. But I'm trying to. Ugh. Man, I, I'm gonna, I want to I want to ruminate on this a little bit. Okay. I can't I, I can't. I just I hit you with that out of nowhere. No, that that that's a improv- really great question. Yeah. I also I will, I'm just working through this here with you folks. Uh, I also have always really really deeply wished that I had a much higher range than I do. Yeah. So I I actually think I might say like Tom York or Yonzi from Sigur like yeah. someone like that mm-hmm. can do like the really crazy or like the Mars high, Volta guy or uh, yeah uh, Cedric Bixler-Zavala. Uh, Someone like that, I, maybe. Yeah. I'm, I still haven't locked in. Okay, I'm going to toss it back to Ruby Rose Fox. What do you got? Or do you choose your own voice. Anyone's voice. Yeah. It'd be baller to say your own voice. That would be pretty... Um, uh, I'm going to choose her voice. I would choose... Yeah. <laughs> I want to sound like her too, actually.
2: Um... Roy Orbison.
1: Mm, That is a wonderful answer, and actually, I might steal that because that's so good. It.
2: I. I was obsessed with Roy Orbison as like a four-year-old, and that's why I think I sing so low. But, I. His voice is just like, he's like a. It's like rock and roll opera, basically, to me.
1: But not not like meatloaf. No, <laughs> which is when I think rock rock and roll. Opera oh no, Can awesome. I change mine to meat meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't like meatloaf, especially as a person. But like, I actually kind of. I kind of like some meatloaf songs. I'm not gonna lie. Like, there's some fucking good. Dude, songs. I used to rock, and you know, that's, the dashboard light is. The classic, but know, Roy Orbison. I want to have a combination of Roy Orbison and Yonzi from Cigaros. So that's my answer. Wow. You want so I want all of the voices. Yeah, but yeah, but there's so much richness too. Yeah. There you go. Great one. Well, this this is just kind of the perfect transition because this is the type of question that we actually ask in our very next segment, which is the segment that we where we turn it back on you a bit, Ruby, and we we're just gonna throw some random questions at you. and We called a couple two tree randos here. That was pretty rando, so I'm gonna count that okay. uh, as one of them. Cool. Uh, if you could swap places with any member of any band, past or present, living or dead, doesn't matter what you do or what they do, well or poorly, whatever it is, who would that be Ooh. And, and why?
2: Well, uh, the first thing that came to mind would be Patty Smith. But then, if I swap places with Patty Smith, then mm-hmm. Patty Smith, I wouldn't happen. get to be yeah. in a band with Patty Smith. That's so the this is
1: part of the question, mm-hmm.
2: right? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, uh, this is a family
1: environment. <laughs> yeah, you cannot <laughs> fucking <laughs> swear on this podcast. The uh, so then, probably, I, cl- I click the explicit content button every we'll so time. Yeah.
2: So then, it would probably be Lenny K. So then, I could replace him, and I could be with Patty okay, all there the time. You go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. we could be buds. that's a
1: wonderful answer deeply thought and I accept okay let's do it cool uh what would it take to get you to go skydiving <gasps> you sound, you seem afraid uh, Dave I'm gonna throw this to you health insurance <laughs> that's a great answer <laughs> Dave, have you, have you ever considered skydiving? So I played a gig once with Blaine, and uh, Mark can
0: attest, and it was at a skydiving, <laughs> at Skydive Chicago. And and everyone was everyone in the band was so pumped because they were going to give us free skydiving for That's playing amazing, the gig. Yeah. And it was too windy that day. And no I just said, way, oh, really? I said thank God. I would have you have done do it. it? No. Oh. I think I would have kept my ass on the ground. I'm not. I'm, I'm terrified of heights. Really? So jumping out of a plane is like probably one of the scariest well, things I could possibly do. Uh, me too. I think so, I'd p- want to do it though. So okay, You'd so th- but because? here's the question then.
1: As like this deep amount of fear, is there a, anything that could Ooh. get you to do it? Maybe that uh custom color jazz master I sent you earlier. That twenty thousand dollar
0: jazz master yeah. from this morning. So, so twenty thousand dollars. Essentially. Yeah, I guess that would I guess that would do it. We've got a number. I would still piss myself all the way mm. down I Maybe
1: think. I don't know. What do you do? I would
2: do it for free.
1: Yeah. Oh shit. You like to face your fears but
2: i want to look up this death ratio it's very low i think it's low really yeah mm-hmm.
1: it, they it happens oh yeah i i, I, mean, I did if go someone skydiving, was gonna, you've been skydiving. i've gone skydiving yeah. i thought of it this is the question i thought of in the shower earlier i was they mentioned something skydiving in this podcast and i was like that would be a good podcast question so i have done it uh and it was one of the coolest things i've ever done really? in my life for sure okay. and i'm here to tell the tale folks Ten years later, actually, it was on my twenty-fifth birthday.
0: And you Um, did the tandem thing with like the guy strapped. Yeah, the first time you have to.
1: But as 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 so, I'll I'll tell you the whole story. Uh, So you know, you have to hang your legs out of the side of a plane at fourteen thousand feet. That was the pure terror right there. And I've got a video of this, which is the best part. So like, I have proof, and you you can see on my face that at that at that moment I am pure fear that's the hardest part super afraid and they so like you have to like lean your head back and then you oh. so you don't hit the thing and then i went over and then all of a sudden i was having the best t- time of my entire life and like screaming and like yelling and flying around and having such an amazing time like there because there's a camera guy that jumps down with you so like i right. get to like interact with the camera guy and like fly <laughs> around and stuff dude then you get under the canopy and then it's like the most serene quiet beautiful thing you've ever experienced and you can see for fucking miles you know so the guy like like you're in control the guy's like sort of helping you where he's like so pull down a little bit that's iowa there's michigan like you can see like that far states so you're on but at that point you know you free fall for like what feels like a long time but it's probably like a less than a minute or Mm -hmm. something and then you're under the canopy for like five or however many minutes so you're kind of up there for a while And so we're going and then the guy's like, so you want to like, you want to do something cool? I was like, yeah. And he just reaches up and grabs the, there's the two things. He reaches one up and pulls down completely on one of them, like as far down as it goes, which sends you into a complete corkscrew sideways, like a full sideways. Dude, I'm so (sighs) comfortable right now. (laughs) Like imagine the middle. No, I'm good. (laughs) I don't
0: need to imagine shit. (laughs) This is scary, bro.
1: I'm actually car
2: sick thinking about
1: (laughs) it. I'm like literally getting like hot enough. So we we do that. And then like, you've got to like. And it was amazing. And then you like, and then he lets me control it. And then, so you still got a couple minutes left. And and then, so at that point I'm like, how do I do this by myself? Like, cause I don't want someone strapped on my back. So you like time. want to go skydiving? I do. Yeah. That. But it's been 11 years and I haven't gone again that you usually have to jump tandem a few more times. Yeah. There's a way to do it where you can jump with, they basically just like have you jump and then two people jump on either side of you. Right. And that counts. Okay. So uh oh man. It was amazing. And yeah. I've got a video of it. And and before they like I they like before I got on the plane, they're like, there's any any last words? And you want to know what I said? I've got it on video, so I can't I this is verifiable. I said it's better to burn out than to fade away. Whoa. Like my God Neil said. Neil <laughs> That's it. It's my skydiving story. Oh man. No, no thanks. So twenty thousand dollars I don't know, maybe f- Maybe forty thousand. No, say twenty thousand per day, forty thousand now. Free. But oh, you want to do it. Yeah. I think you want to face your fears. recommend. That's kind of your style, right?
2: Well, I've heard it's transformative. I mean, I've I don't know. I did, Maybe for
1: some people, it I was, did like,
2: ayahuasca during the pandemic, so like, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm
0: sort of there right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know,
1: it is ayahuasca is skydiving on the ground, as far as I've heard. So. I would
0: I would rather do ayahuasca than skydiving. really. I would not yeah. for sure. I, I mean,
1: would, I would do ayahuasca, but I would rather skydive because ayahuasca like you can. I mean. I'm, there's some I don't know what I'm gonna uncover up there. Folks. Yeah, that's there's true. Some there's some deep dark on. shit I don't know if I want to get into. Mm-hmm. It. And there, I've heard there's barfing sometimes, right? You purge, oh. right?
2: I didn't throw up actually because I'm a singer and oh, I know got how that to breathe. Control. Yeah, oh, wow. mm. I figured I gamed the system. That's
1: impressive. That is impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought heard, it was I like, like uncontrollable barfing. purging for like hours. Right? I don't know.
1: I've yeah. never done it.
2: Everyone was throwing up. It was <laughs> disgusting. Got a barf bucket.
0: Yeah. Really gross. Did you have a shaman and everything?
2: Oh yeah.
1: Wow. Wow, I should maybe that's maybe that's next next guest I'm going to ask. So, what would it take you to go on an ayahuasca trip? There it is. I've already got. Normally, I normally I ask you what question we should ask. But I don't even have to do that. All right, here <laughs> I've got another one for you though. If you could take a lesson from anyone of, of any in all, at all time of all time in history, who would that be?
2: A lesson? Yeah. yeah.
1: Any instrument, <gasps> vocals, whatever.
2: Leonard Cohen.
1: What do you want? Writing?
2: Yeah, like yeah. songwriting. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good
1: answer. Good answer. I think so, I, we just started this question, and I think we've gotten John Bonham twice. So it's glad I'm glad to have another <laughs> oh, yeah. another entrant uh, on this one here. I, Popular I mean, answer. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's you know he's everyone wants to be good at drums and oh, who's, yeah, who's yeah. better. Um, oh so okay so this next question actually comes from our previous guest Soren Youngberg, uh, CEO of Carl Martin Pedals Effects. What's up, Soren? And his question for you is: How do you define a good tone? <laughs>
2: How are we defining tone?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: As resonance?
1: Maybe. Um, I don't want to influence your answer because I know how I think about it.
2: I think about it. Uh, I don't know. As my only like the only instrument I'm really a master at in terms of tone is singing. And I would say.
1: But what about your horn, your brass playing? You got pretty. I would imagine you're pretty proficient at that. Yeah.
2: I mean, richness, but. I think tone is what makes, what makes, if I'm giving somebody like, um, like chills, they Mm. get like the shivers Mm. when they hear the noise, the sound, then I know it's good tone. Like if I'm if I'm, you
1: inspire a physical reaction beyond someone's control. If I'm
2: singing and I can see someone physically shift, then I know my tone is good.
1: But what if they barf? Maybe you're that, I mean, you could inspire. No
2: one's thrown up so far. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or I guess you, your range isn't quite down to like whatever the brown note. I was like gonna say the brown note, thirty or something. It's I do not know. know how, how far it was was I something. wanted to take yeah, Exactly. <laughs> that's we okay. I think that's. I mean, I don't know that I've ever done that. So maybe I've never, in your eyes, You've never hit it. Achieved good tone. Wow. I don't know. Because wow. I mean, I guess yeah. I, I was just playing my rig earlier, and I don't, I didn't see any goosebumps in the room. So like, uh, I think a I, beautiful I need, I need little to song or whatever. That I was just yeah. trying to demo that little pedal. Hey. So wow, Do you know, like when you answer, just though. hear
2: a note and you're just like, someone starts playing, and then you're just like, oh, oh. yeah, oh yeah. You know, that's tone, like right? The res- that's like the right resonance, right, the sort right of, resonance.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Soren was sort of talking about it as a three dimensionality, and I think that's a really interesting way. of yeah. like the depth like there you can something can be a cool sound and be flat but like a good tone has some sort of weight to it but i think it's in, inspiring a physical the sort of physical reaction that's a, i love that that's yeah, that's amazing. That's wow
2: i think that's why i don't like i'm struggling with electronic sounds more than like acoustic sounds because it doesn't have the as much dimensionality to me as mm-hmm. much it's not as like chaotic like i think like acoustic sounds are just more chaotic.
1: Mm-hmm. Feel them bouncing around. Yeah, around yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Well, let's get you a reamp and rig going, and then you can just <laughs> run all your stuff through pedals and amps, and then put a microphone in front of it, and that might might do a thing. You know, because I do know, and we might as well go on a little tangent. I, yesterday was new amp day for you.
0: Yes, you got yourself Ooh. a new guitar amp yesterday. I got a blues I, we're junior. We're jumping around
1: way too much. That's cool. A tweed that. covered blues junior, which uh, I is love the, the way tweed. to do it. I feel the need you for know. tweed. You feel the need, Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Wayne Gretzky. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's, we'll come back to your guitar rig, but that's a really good answer. I love that. Um, last question, then, is actually what I sort of alluded to. What question would you like us to ask our next guest, not knowing who they are, just someone else in the music world?
2: Okay. So maybe if you had to start all over again. Okay. And you couldn't play the instrument you play now
1: number one as your primary instrument
2: what would your uh, next primary instrument be that's That's so easy
1: great question really drums all day oh yeah for sure you kind of become a a drummer yeah well i've i've i play drums i can't say as much as guitar because i don't have them at home but when i'm here i play drums you know that's i I wish i was i would have liked to learn piano Mm. but you you can you can tinkle i can just
0: do like pound on stuff but i don't know what the hell i'm doing so you would you
1: forsake your beloved bass. Like I would old, be like, to start bass. taking piano lessons at like five years old, you know, like. And but and stick with it and not like hate it like. No, just children, like be like know? a virtuoso yeah. at like 21. Be it's hard to argue with piano because I mean it's everything's there and it's you can yeah you can basically play. Anything. You can figure out all the music yeah. if you can get the piano going. I think. What about you? I mean, vocals your number one, obviously. So you, I, can you even imagine a life where you you can't? No, do that? I can
2: I honestly can't. I think I would play cello.
1: Cello. Ooh. Tip it on its side. it's a got a bass. That is a that is a wonder. I mean, the cello is just such a an emotive instrument, and and I yeah. think that makes sense to me too because it has a wide range. But like so much of it is lives where the human voice sits. It's yeah. it's a very vocal sounding instrument for sure. So that makes sense. Very but you human. can also. You can play some chords on on a cello, which you can't do with a voice. I think
0: it's a very passionate instrument too. Like oh, when, whenever you see someone really playing, you're like, wow, they
1: you got to get your whole body into it almost. For sure. I definitely had a, a recent Yo-Yo Ma YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, where I just watched man. like <gasps> hours of him, like him doing interviews and cool. having talking. He's a real cool guy, real nice guy. That's cool. He's, we, he's, he gives me he gives me ASMR feelings, the forehead feeling, which we've talked. You about. You
2: get ASMR feelings get, from Yo-Yo.
1: I specific, I do, yeah. Wow. We've talked about my ASMR, uh, and the sh- I think we might have even devoted most of an episode to it one time. But yeah, Yo-Yo Ma, there's something about his just his, like his human resonance that it's not even the way him talking; it's just like him playing, or just like me. Yeah, I I start feeling those forehead feelings uh, that I call them from Yo-Yo Ma. No, now the world knows
2: our our Shih Tzu Yo-Yo Ma.
1: It's a great name. Or, like, that's how you'd address your mother. Anyways, I want to <laughs> cut all that out. Uh, all right. So that's been a couple of two tree randles. Let's get into the main part of the fucking episode here. And this is where we just start to learn a little bit more about you, Ruby. So let's take you back, sure. learn some of your background. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? Um,
2: I grew up in upstate New York in a town called Binghamton. And then mm. we moved to Boston. Speaking of the
1: office, know it because of that show specifically. Binghamton is in the office. There's a a Binghamton branch that's like a becomes a storyline a number of times in the show. This is why I can
0: keep watching that show over and over. Right? Wow.
1: Because it's all. I mean, it's all in that same area. There's like that Utica. There's the wherever they're Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's all pretty Mm -hmm. close to each other. Carry on. So you're from Binghamton. Cool.
2: And then we moved to Boston when I was 14. So really, I've been in Boston my whole life.
1: Yeah. And now, but now you're in Chicago, and that's where we are. So that happened at a certain point. Not to jump too far ahead. Okay, take you back. Let's get back to Binghamton. When did you start singing? Because I know that's kind of number one thing.
2: I started singing when I was three or four mm. and I taped only the lonely off the radio onto my Fisher price tape like recorder, Roy. except I thought it was holy Benoli <laughs> and I did like a whole show for my family. They laughed at me. I was really upset because I was
1: taking it just like I am right now. Yeah. I took
2: it really seriously.
1: That's uh, like you 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 predated Weird Al and you didn't even realize it cuz I mean that's like that's something that he would probably yeah, I haunted, know. you know that's great so they laugh but you you knew that you you wanted to sing like I mean
3: uh, so.
2: yeah it was just so it was like magic mm. it was like magic in real life me
1: That's That's a great way to to think about it. So, I mean, were your parents into music and stuff? Like, was there a lot of music in the house?
2: uh, We were only... We were evangelicals, so I was only allowed to listen to classical music Mm. or Sesame Street. Wagner, like really just really churchy. Yeah. Whoa. Well, yeah. So... Or like, I guess, maybe like celebratory Jesus music. So the radio, the reason I like was obsessed with the radio because it was the only portal Hmm. to the outside world. So... I just started making. Remember Casey Kasem? Oh yeah! I would would like record songs, and then I'd make my own radio DJ show. Oh wow! You still have uh, any of those tapes? I do. It's like really cute.
1: Is it on the internet yet? Because that seems like you should absolutely (laughs) release that because people want people want the goods. Give it to them. Wow, that's amazing. You are Casey Kasem. (laughs) That's 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 so great. What did you? uh, Because I know you also obviously play a number of instruments now. Did you start doing that early?
2: Um, not really. I never played an instrument I could accompany myself with. Mm.
1: Um, Yeah. Sticking brass right in your mouth. You can't really sing. Yeah.
2: So I started with, uh, violin and clarinet. I didn't want to, we, I, we were in, in Binghamton, like it's a poor, like they're not working class poor Yeah. and, uh, you rented instruments. You didn't, no one bought an instrument Mm, and the boys got the saxophones. So they didn't let me have one.
1: But you wanted one.
2: I wanted one so bad. And I just finally like I had my teacher was named Mr. Man. Of course. And I was, like, I was like, hey, little
1: Mr. Man.
2: Mr. Man. And I was like, listen, I can't play this clarinet anymore. I hate it. And he was like, if you practice all summer, I'll give you free lessons. And then and then I was like first chair when I got back. But were you but- kick the boys out? But
1: did you feel like that the fact that you could already play clarinet did that help? Oh, of course. Of course. It was way easier. I mean,
2: anybody who knows like saxophone, it's the easiest instrument to play. Really? (laughs) Because you don't have to cover any holes. So like going from clarinet, it's like incredibly easy. That's a
1: I would say that's a pretty pro tip right there. I've never heard anyone sort of put that. Yeah, you should on that. Because you have to like block the like on a flute or on a clarinet or something. Or it'll
2: squeak. It sounds horrible. I mean, you have to be so careful about your fingers. And then when you go to sax, do you just don't have to worry about that at all so it's just like
1: one of my favorite stories to tell about my sister and me growing up is she she played clarinet like she's a year younger than i am and she got a clarinet whenever kids would get an instrument like third or fourth grade and she was like she was trying to play hot cross buns which is like the thing cl- yeah and every time it was like this it was
2: oh god <laughs> <laughs> i know that sounds so well <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then I picked it up and could do it, and she quit pretty much immediately. So that's my, one of my favorite sister stories. That's so Sorry. Good. Okay. So you you got good on the sax, and and I'm just gonna jump ahead because I know that this happened. You played in ska bands. Oh you yeah. Did ska.
2: Well, so when I moved to Brookline, I was like, Massachusetts. I was two years behind in both reading and math. Crazy. So I was like, they were like, we don't know what to do with this kid because of whatever
1: the school system. Yeah. Was before. Wow. yeah.
2: And like, I didn't know how to do any of the stuff they were doing. So they freaked out and they were like, we don't know what to do with this girl. So mm-hmm. they put me in a study hall and like some kid walks up to me one day and like comes right in my right ear and is like, Hey, we heard you play saxophone. And they he was like, show up at this guy's house. I like, whatever day. And so I, I showed up. I mean, at that point I was probably listening to like rap. Yeah. And so I showed up and they're like, yeah, we play it's ska and I was like, "Cool, let's do this." And they didn't know I could sing, mm-hmm. uh, so I played sax in that in with them for about a year until they figured out I could sing, and then that was history.
1: So did you? Then you became the singer of yeah. this band. What yeah. band? What band is this? It's, it was. Uh, I need to know uh, the Scott band name. I, I know. Please
2: don't Google it. It was. Uh, it was called Mass, like Massachusetts Mass D- Hysteria.
1: Nice. It's good. W- did band. you have the period after yes. Mass? Yes. Yes, okay. of course. Wow.
2: But we played with like... I don't... Ha- I mean, you know, bands. everyone
1: knows how I feel about puns that listens to this show. So like, yeah, I'm you're into, a into that. a huge pun guy. You know, yeah. I mean... No. I, don't know if I've ever been, I don't know yeah. if I've ever been in a pun named band. You have, Blaine Fonda. Yeah, it's kind, of, it kind of a pun, right? Well, it's I mean, it's like Jane Fonda, right? Yeah, it was just a... We just switched a
0: couple letters out.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know what it's punning specifically. So it makes it even lazier, which are my favorite kind. Yeah. Yeah, like my <laughs> buddy's in a band called Dirt Reynolds. So, and I was like... Dirt Reynolds, that's actually pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, I heard of. <laughs> I, heard, I, saw, I was listening to a podcast and they made the joke Rad Pitt, and I was like, I now want to be in a band that's called good. Rad Pit. And that might is, be my favorite. There is already a band called Rad Pitt. <sighs> uh, so okay, so Mass hysteria. Did you guys like tour? You did the we whole did. thing. We yeah. did. We
2: did. We played with like we played with amazing. We played with uh, the Scatolites and the Slackers. The and- biggest
1: bands and yeah because it. i
2: mean ska was such a small niche so you could open up for really sure. really mm-hmm. cool bands at the time and yeah it was an awesome experience it was so awesome that's awesome
1: I, w- I have to wonder if there's any other genre of music where they put the name of the genre in the name of the band as often as ska. No. That's a really no. good question definitely like, not you know what i'm saying like i can think of skanking pickles scott at because you're, I mean, you said another one already. I can't even think of it. But it, yeah, that's. But you, they also
2: sing in it. Like there's like a song like I'm in the mood for Ska.
1: Like, they talk uh, about uh, being in Ska bands. Yeah, Ska, Ska, Ska. Yeah. Da, 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 it's da, it's da, a whole da, world. You got to get obsessed like, That's yeah. cool. Okay. So you're. But so did you. You Were you also playing horn? So like, is it the sort of thing like you'd sing and then yes, also go over yes, the sax? Yes, sometimes, yeah. Wow, that's was, pretty. that's super pretty
0: cool. cool. Yeah. Did you guys have somebody who danced in the band?
2: We didn't, but I I am really good friends with Dancing Randy from uh, the Bostons. Maybe yeah, the I, most went, I went I went to uh, a really awkward wet like New Jersey wedding with him once. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, So, but no, we didn't have a, we actually, our trombone player was a really good dancer. So he kind of took that over. That's
1: part of the thing. I mean, why, why not? If you have like a special dance for it, like you're not going to listen to the cha-cha slide and not do the cha-cha slide. Like if you're listening to some ska, you're going to do some skanking. That's just, that's just how it goes. What was the transition? How did you exit the the ska world and enter more of your current singer songwriter, whatever you do world?
2: I was at a point where I graduated high school and I don't know, you, you kind of have to make a decision about what you're doing. And because so
1: touring in high school,
2: I was touring in high school. Cool. And then afterwards we did like a whole U S tour and it was, so I felt like, I was like, I'm already a singer. I'm already doing this. Why mm-hmm. would, I don't need to, I don't want to study it. So I, you know, acting in theater was a huge passion too. So, you know, I felt like I needed to do that. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I was obsessed with, with plays and. So in
1: college, that's you transition more into the theater yeah. acting side of but things. But I didn't
2: do musical theater. I hate musical theater, so I decide hmm. don't tell any of my voice students that. <laughs> yeah. um, right. But but uh, so yeah, I studied. Have you always hated theater.
1: musical theater?
2: No, when I was younger, I did. But I was I feel like it was age appropriate. Like you're supposed to like musical theater when you're
1: like five. <laughs> sure. This is this is a hot take coming at us. Yeah, right here. sorry. No, I, like I know it. it's. I, can, I actually I can sort of understand. I I have. I like some musicals. I'll I do too. But it, for the most part, it is kind of fucking weird and goofy to me. I tried We talked about this actually. You know the story. I tried to watch Hamilton for the first time because uh, it's on like Disney Plus or whatever. Now it's it's not for me. I can't. It's not. I for made you, it. Either. I think like forty five seconds, and I was like, no, I, I, I love minutes. history and I love rap, and I just I did not. I don't know. I couldn't. It just seems so cheesy. It got it melodramatic. Felt really fucking cheesy. I forty five seconds. I was like, no, this is too much for me. Yeah.
2: We're gonna make some haters. I mean, people
1: are like, not to this show. I think we're God. probably we're like we safe. safe uh, but this is weird this, I, I'm, know, I, just wanted, I just want to say we haven't really <laughs> talked about this in the show because we haven't talked about Hamilton before I'm just going to share this the band clipping rules and it turns out one of the main dudes from Hamilton is the rapper in clipping and I, I felt like super fucking cheesy about myself finding out that i've been like throwing down to this fucking rap group right. and then it's like oh that's the dude from hamilton by the way <laughs> like i might as well be listening to like i don't care i listen to Katy perry and pop music but like i'm yeah. not like thinking i'm like tough and you cool thinking as I'm you walking hard, around yeah. hard uh, listening to you know the girl from high school musical or something like right. that <laughs> i think that's is it olivia rodrigo is she in one of those things i, I don't think, know i
0: just know zach efron
1: so. zach efron maybe that maybe that's too old anyways okay so theater that's your thing Yeah. Acting. Yeah. What, what was, what happened there? Were you, were you Uh, doing that? Was that a a thing you really pursued?
2: I just, I got pigeonholed. I got like pigeonholed into roles that I didn't want to play. Like most, it was before me too. It was before we were conscious about (laughs) race as much as we are now and, and gender as much as we are now. And I just kept playing the same roles, like the whore or the Arab princess or really like weird. You
0: were typecast in those.
2: I just, I was limited because mm. I think, you know, if you have a big, low, deep voice as a woman, you're not going to get cast as an ingenue. So it was it was always, the end of the audition was always like either me or like a blonde. And it was, the blonde always, mm. like the higher mm. pitched blonde always. Like as a young woman in my early 20s and I was like, and like a mentor sat me down and they were like, Ruby, you're not going to get what you want until you're in your mid thirties, forties, like then you, they were like, you're Lady Macbeth. As, as you're an actor. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, so I thought that was cool. I was like, I'd like to be head of gabbler, but like, I knew I was an artist and I was like, I am desperate to express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I had a period where I thought I might want to be a Buddhist chaplain and then decided that I went to a Zen monastery and then decided that, I had to express myself. And how long
1: did you stay at this monastery?
2: About two months. Mm. Wow. That's uh, a it long was, time to spend at a monastery. It so, was, this is directly
1: post acting. You're like, I've in had between, this, yeah. I'm making these decisions. Yeah. It seems like maybe I'll just be a, a Buddhist monk. Yeah. Cool. And you couldn't talk or anything like
0: that?
2: I, uh, there was a lot of time we couldn't talk. Hmm. But, you know, like, and I had also gone through a breakup and I was upset and I, you yeah. know, I was like, I wonder if I could just like Some not be like in the world. Some people like dye
1: their hair. Some people a <laughs> to, well, to, to monastery. I
2: knew I was like, either I'm going to become an alcoholic or I need to go to a oh. monastery. Like it was so clear yeah. to me and I was like, I'm going to make the right decision here and just go to a monastery.
1: It didn't stick. But did you feel like it was, was it? Do you still carry things? 100%. That? I That's mean, cool. if I
2: have to meditate for a whole hour, it's not a big deal. Mm. Like I, my body remembers mm. those experiences. It, it really made me realize how much communication is happening, happening non-verbally and energy. And when I started songwriting, I probably knew like five chords or seven chords, but I started doing well really fast. Because I think it was a combination of the acting training and just sitting in silence and presence and like I was able to sort of just like create
1: writing is sitting in silence. That's I mean, yeah, yeah, that's 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 so true. Yeah. What did you when you started writing, how did you I mean like you said you didn't really play an instrument where you would accompany yourself, like how did you start constructing songs? I
2: started I I had uh I had an actually I had to learn how to, to play guitar really fast for the uh, the Green Day Broadway musical. I got a callback, oh. so I like bought a guitar and learned how to play like uh, the Passenger.
1: Is that a Green Day song? Um, Iggy no, Pop song? uh, uh oh, the Iggy Pop, Pop song, oh. which I love. That song, love that song. Oh yeah, but it's like only four like th- yeah four chords. Yeah. So
2: I had this guitar sitting in my uh, my room, and so I started to write on that, and found that to be super rewarding and. Um, could because I can do so much with my voice, then I really you know simple chords were fine because mm-hmm. I could create voicings that were you know
1: little... keep it out of the way. Like, yeah, let the, yeah. Let the voice lead uh, the show, which I think yeah. it should too. So you, I know you I, you had you've told me a little bit before that you had this like guitar rig, and then you're like, at a certain point, you're like you decided that you didn't like you yeah didn't really do that. Anymore.
2: I mean, I played guitar with the band like for years actually. Mm-hmm. Um
1: did that sort of become your main instrument?
2: At you that know point? what it was? It's a crazy shift. I actually ended up volunteering at girls' rock band rock camp, mm-hmm. where you teach the little oh, girls yeah, how to girls play rock, rock and roll. Sure, totally, yeah, and then I just got inspired. Everyone was just like playing an instrument, throwing it on, and like <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's very
1: magnetic. You want to be able to do yeah. that when you see yeah. other people do it.
2: I realized that I was a bit of a perfectionist, and then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm dating the wrong instrument. Like I need like. Once I started to look at the keyboard, I was like, mm. "Oh, like this makes so much more sense to me." My fingers are double jointed; it always hurt. I mean, I don't know. I I shouldn't have just given it up like that. I don't. It was really stupid because I'm just now rebuilding my my rig, and got I'm another, excited yeah. to. I'm excited to come back to it.
1: So okay, so this is like we were talking about back then. I know. You, okay, so let's see if I've got it right. There was yeah. Die Pretty, Domestic, Salt, and there's like some more recent stuff. But so was this like die pretty this early era stuff is that guitar yeah you're playing Yeah, i then? wrote that stuff on guitar and yeah. then at what point through the, your records did you kind of transition into seeing the, the piano mm, it,
2: it was probably thing? by salt okay, i a was of records totally in. Like, you, on stuck piano. With guitar for a while that was yeah. kind of the thing yeah and i wasn't good you know i just played chords and sang and wrote stuff and then i had players who could really play
1: like Including well, I don't know how I say good or not good, but I know that you had one of those songs in fucking Guitar Hero. Like you, we're sitting next to someone that has guitar riffs in Guitar Hero. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't know that. What song? What well, song was Well, it's that?
2: not Guitar Hero. It's is a, a, a rock band. Rock. Band. rock. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. a better game. Yeah. Anyway. Rock yeah, yeah. Band is a better game. <laughs>
1: uh, if you're looking for it, and if you've got still got your Rock Band set up, go check it out. What song is it?
2: Uh, it's one. It's two songs two on there. Two songs. <laughs> One is called Skydiver, but the most popular one is called Painkiller, which like was like a throwaway song that we ended up putting on the record by chance, and then yeah, Harmonix wanted a song, and that was pretty much the only song with a real guitar riff riff in in
1: it. it, So so folks, if you you want to go, if you want to get go go shred some Ruby stuff, you can go do that. I, I mean, I think that might. I don't know that we've ever necessarily. We would have to check. I don't think we've ever had another guest that had. A rock band song like no. that. as as someone who was the right age for that when that shit came out like, oh yeah that's impressive Thanks, uh, man. Hell, yeah it's really cool um but okay so that that is a little bit more guitar based and that sort of stuff and then the record that I have personally related to the most is that record salt that you sort of oh, talked about. Wow. It seems like, I don't know if I'd say relate, uh, in terms of like lyrics as, because as anybody who knows me know, um, I don't ever lyrics. listen to lyrics, yeah. but the way that I feel from the songs and like, just wanting to come back to them. Yeah. And so th- as that's, as it's at that point that that's when you're saying you, you started going more to thinking about playing piano, less than like guitar stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Um, what, what drove that? Were you just, like, I mean, I know you said you like you started seeing the piano, but like, did you get, could you play it quickly enough that you felt comfortable to like accompany yourself with it? Cause it's not I, easy I, to do. I
2: was crazy. I mean, I like had just learned how to play piano and then I was like, I'm going to open the show. I had three backup singers. So I was like, I'm going to open the show with <laughs> that's, me and
3: that's pretty they were called
2: the, the Steinem's after Gloria Steinem. Cool. And, uh, I was like, I had just learned. And like, I went to the Sinclair in Boston, like played a, a good Size show and just like didn't really know how to play. I fucked it up a lot. I mean, the audience was so kind. I mean, I definitely made a lot of mistakes because I really couldn't play very well. And I get the most stage fright when I'm playing piano because sometimes my fingers like are like don't remember
1: what to do. I the only time I've ever seen my hands fully shake was I was doing a piano recital in college. Like. I could play guitar well at this point, not get piano at all. And my hands were like—I looked down; my hands were literally, yeah. fully yeah. shaking. <laughs> yeah. from, from a I mean, podcast. If great I for the play, audience yeah. here. the like, <laughs> silently, Henry's shaking his yeah. hands right
2: now. I would always pay someone to play for me, like if I yeah. could. I, I, you
1: don't. So you don't. You don't like doing that, then you don't. You don't like being the. I don't the piano like the pressure
2: the of. Thing. I like connect. Like I love connecting with the audience. Yeah. I love just being able to see them and sing to them. And it's so stressful to me <laughs> to play piano. Yeah. I, but I like if you. I'm alone, it's kind of a beautiful experience. So but.
0: did you play piano in your recordings or did you always like hire a studio? Uh,
2: for salt, I played a lot of mm-hmm. piano, but um, actually I played almost all the instruments except like bass and some guitar.
1: Let's talk about the song Matador a little bit because that's my oh, favorite yeah, and there so. are so many just like the, the the horns going on. Talk about that a little bit. What was like, how did, oh. did you, did you arrange that? Did you, is that, yeah, that's, that's all you? Me. That's so cool. There's so many really, if, if anybody listen, you're listening to this episode, just like press pause, listen to that song and then come back in like four minutes or however long it is and then we'll complete because I it's so good and, and I just want like, how do you approach a horn arrangement? Like, did you already have those in mind as you're writing the song or did that happen as you were putting the song together?
2: We, I wrote it in the studio. The whole yeah, because I had I had just written it on piano.
1: Okay, so you brought the song structure, or whatever, on piano to the studio. Yeah,
2: there was no I hadn't made really any demo serious mm-hmm. demo of it or arrangement before we came in, but we had a lot of time. I got a little grant, so we had a little extra studio time, and so. Yeah, I wrote. We wrote the horn parts in the studio,
1: and you and you played all that. Mm-hmm. That's, God, That's so, it's cool. so it's so nice. As someone that like,
2: but a lot of it's mellotron. Some of it's mellotron. There is
1: some mellotron. Oh. The sax there,
2: is yeah. me, and I put it. I put the sax like I put a microphone in the bell of the sax mm-hmm. and put it through my vocal pedal. Oh, um, so sometimes the harmonies are real, sometimes they're not.
1: It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't sound like a like you'd imagine, like some like pristine orchestral recording of horns. But it also you can tell that it's real. It's not a Safe. sample yeah. or a synthesizer oh, yeah. or something. Oh yeah. And like I that.
2: had just picked my saxophone up after years of not playing, so that was like also the tone is not great. But it's just like I kind of.
1: It's great to me, My, as in, and I mean, I'm no expert yeah. on, the, on that stuff, but it sounds—I love how it sounds. I think it's perfect, and the song would be—it's fitting for, I guess, the thematic content, I suppose, too. When you yeah, it's it sort too. of like it feels sort of uh Yeah, or sure. Something going yes, on. In yes, yes, yes. That's what I wanted. There it is. So, okay, tell us about the for those people that do listen to lyrics.
2: Oh, and that whole song is based on this documentary.
1: Dave's docs, yeah. tying it back. Bring it um, in. I'll send it to you. What's but the documentary.
2: I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's the name of a Matador. Okay. Um, but it was this oh, amazing story about this guy who was trying to retire from being a Matador.
1: But he's just. He's
2: still in love the game. with the Bulls. Oh. I mean, it's like sexy and then they like, it's like this whole thing. Like it's this I'd watch the hell out of that. visceral kind of skydiving, like feeling you mm-hmm. get addicted. Like if that was your career to like have that much adrenaline every <laughs> right. day. And then I How was do just
0: you, like settle down. From
2: right. That, right. And then I was thinking, you know, about my, my relationships. And I was like, Oh, there's a lot in comedy. <laughs> oh.
0: so, <laughs>
1: so I guess on the que- the question, who, who are you the bull or the matador? Well,
2: and- that's the thing is the whole time I was writing the song, I was like, thinking I was the matador the whole time. And then by the time I got to finish the end of the song, I realized that I was the bull the whole time or the
1: ring. True. Uh, the, well, I, I, yeah, I would have yeah, guessed yeah. bull, frankly, yeah. but you know, that's, that's just my, my guess.
2: <laughs> well, at the end of the song, I say, I'm not a bull anymore and you're no longer a matador. So I'm definitely the bull in the, this oh, particular so song. Maybe
1: I should read lyrics more often that. I, I don't even have to ask these silly questions. <laughs> I question. spend
2: so much time on them. Well,
1: so I, I promise most people on earth are not, weird like me and listen to drums first okay that's fine uh okay so that happened that record comes out you does great you're but you moved to chicago what like what how did you decide to move from boston to chicago how did that like how did that all happen to transition your way over to this uh the old midwest of the united states here
2: i well my sister lives here jen she works at the art institute and um i just hit a bit of a career like a glass ceiling um and I think the breaking point was we had this amazing space like we're in right now actually called the EMF building and uh, it got sold. Mm-hmm. And I I ended up getting in my Ruby mode and went to fight City Hall about it and spent a lot of time like working to save the building. And, you know, I just, I don't you, get, when you I definitely got stabbed in the chest a, a couple times by... By the system, like not caring, they just i mean they could it's just a long like a story but but Boston was really not investing in in what they needed to be to preserve the arts mm. um and I got frustrated and I wanted to live somewhere where it it was always this thing where like I was like, they're not here like i we're giving them so much of ourselves as artists like mm. we're we're. Like, if you look how much artists give to the economy a year, they're making so much money right. off of the arts. <clears throat> and I felt like they had no respect for us in, in terms of, like, helping us in any way. And so I just felt like I wanted to be somewhere that I felt a little bit like I could have a piece a piece of earth where I could create and not feel like it's going to be pulled out under me every mm. five seconds.
1: Well, we're glad this is where you landed for sure. And I happen to know that you now have a a new place filled with a bunch of gear. I kind of want to talk about (laughs) that a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, You mentioned Mellotron. I'm so jealous that you have one of those. Oh, my God. I'm embarrassed about it. Why? Can I tell
2: you why? Well, because, okay, first of all, there's only like a couple thousand real Mellotrons on the face of the earth, right? And I know, I, I mean, you can get Mellotron plugins and just like a keyboard, and it's basically the same thing.
1: Right. And, and th- that's funny, too, because, I mean, like so the melotron it itself expensive. is just playing tape loops. It's right. not like it's like a synthesizer it's or something. Not it's just playing right. recordings.
2: So but. I just bought, like, a very expensive... I just, you know, it was the middle of the pandemic, and I just <laughs> wanted something beautiful to it look at. It is
1: so beautiful. I mean, the white, beautiful <laughs> It's just so case. pretty. Oh, um, man. And, I mean... They're, if you use them, you know who cares. Well, we
2: always had one lying laying around. So oh, <laughs> no, we had one in the studio that I used to record in in Boston called Revolution Sound, and it was just such a centerpiece of our yeah. creative process. Like, oh, let's just sit at the Mellotron and play a, mm-hmm. a bunch of cool parts. Mm-hmm. So, I don't Beautiful. know.
1: And you said, I mean, we already talked about the the Blues Junior. You're you're, you're, you're you put together another guitar rig. You're, yeah. you're coming back. What did yeah. you What did what did you get for the old uh, six string?
2: I re I replaced what I had before, which is a semi hollow body um thin line telecaster. Beautiful. Cool. Um and um yeah, just got a couple of uh. Did you get it from paddles. CME? Yes, I did. And they're they're Shout doing out. it right now, they're Shout fixing it
1: Exchange. for me. you know, let's you got if you gotta get a guitar in Chicago, you could do worse. It's and a place to go.
2: I forgot the name of the humbuckers, but they're off white and uh apparently. Oh yeah, they're change awesome. the pickups in there too. Yeah. That's right um so i'm excited to you know start over and be bad and relearn and maybe yeah. you can show me a tuning or a new tuning
1: yeah if you, i mean if if standard doesn't work for you just turn some tuning you're looking, tuning you're talking to the guy right now well I, but that's i don't i only do one like i do mine i don't like do a bunch of cool ones or something i don't have yeah. like oh here's one of my back products just like the same <laughs> one i could tell you that one real easy <laughs> it's a bunch of c's and g's and then there's a the d at the end that's it i C, think i'm G, just C, gonna G, use CD. it for a
2: couple songs like If I had to show like just at least like three songs, like just solo
1: songs, three piano songs. Yeah. Just be
2: able to switch it up sonically a little bit. I
1: love that. I really love going and seeing an artist live and then watching, Like when they play, when, when band members are multi-instrumentalists, that's, that really turns me on. I love seeing that shit. Uh, I remember it being, this is really, this is really embarrassing. One of my first concert memories, sophomore year of high school, sing Metallica one of the opening acts was kid rock and i like i as like a dude i kind of you know i wouldn't piss on kid rock to put him out if he's on fire but like I will give it up to him. That dude walked around and played every single instrument on stage and really? took a solo. I didn't like, know he even played Guitar, drums, bass, keys, the DJ, the turntables. Like wow. that has stuck with me to this day. And I hate to even be slightly going to bat for fucking Bob Richie or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> but uh, he did. I, I, that I, is... I've always my whole life been like, that's just like pretty fucking impressive. That's mm-hmm. something you could just like walk around and play everything. And what I sort of strive towards, I strive to be my own Kid Rock, I guess, is the is the answer here. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So okay, so I, a couple of things that I've got written down here because I do have some notes. You did something super cool recently with the Boston Museum of Science. Mm-hmm. Will you tell us about that? Because that was that's cool. Oh yeah.
2: So um, I mentioned synesthesia. Yeah. Uh, earlier, um, my uh, a friend of mine is a sommelier. And he started pairing during the pandemic.
1: Sorry, I need to press pause for our listeners. Let me translate. That means a wine person. A
2: wine curator. (laughs) Wine boy. The the person who comes to your table at a fancy restaurant and helps you pair your wine and your food, right? Um, So he started, he is a huge music fan and listens to a ton of music. And he started pairing songs with wine. And it's incredibly complex hmm. and the way he thinks about it is very like uh what, what were you saying like on another episode or maybe it was me about like putting two ideas together um, oh
1: yeah that creativity is just taking two uh, disparate ideas and, and yeah. c- combining them in a novel way
2: hmm. but like f- for example like if, if you have synesthesia your brain puts together color and music mm-hmm. It, it to, the, to your brain it's basically the same thing and for him taste and sound are very similar. And the reason he's a great sommelier is because he was comparing like mountains to two bands and that's how he remembered the grapes. And like, it was so cool that that we pitched it to the museum and I'd worked with them before for a one woman show for salt in their planetarium. So I knew the booker, Jimmy, who's amazing. Mm -hmm. And they they went for it and it was really fun.
1: So you you got to work and choose work with songwriters that you chose. Yeah, they let me choose. Who did who'd you pick?
2: Um Andy shof Oh yeah. Schauf, one, one of my favorites on the planet. I would marry <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh Sandra Larke.
1: Which thank you for saying that because I don't know how to pronounce it. I always said I it. Sandra either. Lurch.
2: I've, I think is how I, I said I it didn't, forever. I didn't until the show, yeah. shamefully. I, he has this song, I can't, um, shoot, what is it called? I Could Not Love You Enough. Hmm, I'm bad with that anyways, um, I don't know. That I was listening to during the pandemic and it was like blowing my mind. And so then you got to on my mind. book
1: him for your super amazing That's incredible. Boston yeah. Museum of Science stream. Uh, so that is that something that obviously it happened already, but <clears throat> people can like actually go and check it out? It is online, yeah.
2: unfortunately. Um, andy's performance had to come off because mm. of his label mm. um so Fat cat record labels running
1: everything for us as always yeah uh okay so that you did that i know you also you've you had a number of sing, number of singles that have come out like mm-hmm. you know in 2020 so like what's next what do you what do you what's your what do you what's on your agenda what are you thinking about doing uh because you're obviously this consummate performer You can't stop you so what's next uh,
2: well i think the next step is i've just been i had a lot of trouble writing during the pandemic because mm. i something turned like I didn't realize how much being social affected my ability to write. Like I'm just input. ideas. And, mm-hmm. um, so recently I've been writing like crazy and, um, but it's very different. My, I'm singing a little different. My voice is much like I'm singing an octave above what I normally mm. sing. Oh wow. And, um, it's like, it, it might be a, it might be a ballad album. Um, so and you're
1: sort of like demoing or rec- are you, yeah, re- are you recording demoing. with the idea of using these recordings or do you think that it's going to be... I may use stems the from yeah. the
2: demos, um, but um, yeah, I may use, it depends on how good they turn out. Um, well, I
1: do know that you're using some universal audio gear and we're yeah. big fans of them around here, including using them right now. So... It'll sound good. I'm pretty sure. I hope so. Yeah. And I know you've I'll got some sweet mics and, and, but even beyond that, we're talking to someone who has mastered her, her instrument, which is her voice. So it doesn't even matter. You could sing into a fucking your iPhone and I'm sure it would be a cool record. So, you know, just, just gassing you up a yeah. little bit. <laughs> um, I've got to ask one more thing. I've got okay. this written down here. Uh, your sister is dead. I'm buying a Sega. Yeah. That's the name of one of her songs awesome but what does that mean yeah.
2: well my sister died of oh leukemia my God. i'm so
1: fucking oh my God. sorry i did not know that <laughs> no it's okay you, no. You, you named the song on that record that i was like that sticks out obviously. yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah so when my sister died my dad uh okay oh I, I have a, a memory I so horrible no right it's okay now. jesus christ no it was a long time ago i was like seven but he walked in my room And he was like trying to justify why he was buying a Sega Genesis. (laughs) And he was like, your sister's dead. I'm buying a Sega.
1: So it wasn't, I was really worried that you were going to find out like that was how the news was delivered to you. It was like, this was a thing that already happened. (laughs) He was just saying that like, this is like, because I'm, because this happened, I'm also going to get a Sega. Here's
2: the crazy thing. So I wrote the song and later I was like, dad, I wrote the song like about when you told me you were going to buy the Sega. Mm. And he was like, We bought that way before your sister died. So I have a false memory. I have like a memory that doesn't exist, which totally messed with me because I was like, what else isn't real that I remember? It turns out memory is fucking bogus. We've talked about that a lot on this show. It doesn't really work how
1: we think it is. We we pretty much just make up most Mm -hmm. of the stuff we think are memories.
2: But like for my one-woman show, I actually had a full Sega outfit really yeah what is what like yeah what is that? do you
1: look like a sega genesis or was it like a jump Sonic suit? the hedgehog you dressed up like sonic
2: yeah and there was like this whole like digital background and i was like i was basically elvis and sonic the hedgehog
1: that's so cool obviously
2: and uh yeah so it, i t- i've taken that idea to its full it can't go much farther than
3: i took
1: it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think yeah i just i mean there's, there have been a lot of songs written, I would imagine, that like reference video games in the title. But yeah, uh, that I've got to say that that's yeah. that struck me more than maybe any of I've ever, ever seen. I like a lot of we spent a lot of time talking about how Mort or how Koji Kondo ripped off Mort Garson before we even got on the microphone. I think a lot about video games. Okay. Like this is, I, I've just got to give you props on that. All right. Connection. So well, actually, I lied. There is one more thing that I want to talk about. And Dave, I think you might find this interesting. Okay. You had told me before that you never ever did covers live you refused to do cover songs live for most of your life what happened what's going on just
2: when i started songwriting yeah because i felt so old i was like 20 Five twenty-six, and I was like fucking ancient oh my God. changing my career and I was like you know when you have a hundred thousand dollars in loans for yeah, a right. theater degree you're not going to use you're like I better get serious about whatever I'm going to do sure, next sure and then of course I decided the most lucrative career ever which is songwriting <laughs> yeah. and uh so a lot I t- of money in that racket so I took it really seriously and I I was I was like if I'm gonna get really good as a songwriter I need to start writing my own stuff and because I, I saw a lot of people getting caught in, like, the cover world. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then making money doing that. Yeah. And then it's, like, And then that's what just, they did. Yeah. And then they hated it. And I was like, I can't do that. So I decided to, like, nanny instead or just do other jobs instead of trying to make money, like, mm-hmm. singing at a wedding or something. Yeah. Which, you know, was a choice for everyone to make. It's complicated. So, yeah.
1: But... You've since changed your mind on the subject, and not only did you change your mind, you did, you did an did entire Leonard Cohen Leonard show, Cohen yeah. show. Oh, cool. <laughs> like a full cover show. That's amazing. Full
2: show, yeah, yeah. I like the. the so just went
1: for it at, that, at this point. Now that you you got, do you feel like you've gotten it out of your system? Are you going to revert to never doing covers like, anymore? Or are you, are, oh
2: yeah, definitely no covers. Not even but like, I, one I'm, of the Leonard Cohen songs. I would Cohen like songs? to do the Leonard Cohen show in Israel. Well,
1: it's, what's specifically about doing it in, in Israel? Well, for Jews. Well, right, but I mean like. Is there something different about doing it for Jews here versus in Israel?
2: No, I just want to go to Israel. Yeah, just
1: okay. have a reason. To, yeah, I mean, <laughs> why not? It's supposed to be a great fucking country. Yeah. I've never been there.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. It'd be I could do it for, I could, I actually did one show in Chicago, so. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister has a, has a building and her first floor is like an event space. So mm. we just put a show there together when I first moved here before the pandemic.
1: I want to have an event space. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I guess. Well, maybe if we keep things keep happening in this room, I could call it an event space. Wow, that was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much yeah, thank for you joining for us. Me, for anybody right? who wants to, who doesn't know you already, hasn't already shredded your song in rock band, where would you send them in the world on the internet to go check you out and your stuff?
2: Um, definitely rubyrosefox.com.
1: There it is. Yeah. It's, I mean, what else do you need? Yeah. The name like that with a URL like that. That's all it is. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Inaugural episode me. in this now sort of toasty studio that's we'll getting. I think we'll stick to. Getting it. Pretty hot. I think we well, yeah. Maybe we'll come back. We'll see. All right. So if you made it this far, I guess uh, that's where we say go make some music.
0: We did. It. Woo-hoo. I, I feel did, like that was the first episode all over again. It does feel
1: like the first time all over again. I just had. I got my.